It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues at Disney On Demand, and happy Thanksgiving. That's right, it is show number 91 for the week of November 27th, 2014, and it is Thanksgiving. And as you're getting ready to sit down, carve that turkey, and spend that time with your friends, your family, and all the things that you are thankful for in your life, we're going to keep that as a theme throughout the show. And what better way than to look at all those family-friendly shows that you've grown up with, many of those that focus on family family like 227 and Sister Sister and many others. And with us here this week is somebody that wants to celebrate Thanksgiving with us and it's none other than Jack A. Harry. That's right, Jack A. Harry from 227, Sister Sister, Ladybugs, Girl Meets World, That's So Raven and more. Jackie is going to be stopping in and talking about a variety of different things from her career, her stand-up comedy, television and many other things on the horizon for Jack A. And she's going to sit down and just spread that Thanksgiving cheer with all of us here this week. In addition, no show would be complete without the D-Team. And yes, Thanksgiving is time for family and friends, and the D-Team is our family here at the show. And you have questions, and he has answers. And Aaron is going to be stopping in with all those answers, and I want to know. We have Caitlin back with the latest from the Walt Disney World Resort with WDW and 2. And Nathan is here to give you a look back at what happened within the Disney Company with this week in Disney history. And let's not forget our D-Team member from Down Under, who soon will be venturing out into the States here, Lex as she's going to bring you the Hollywood Walk with more about our very special guest here this week, Miss Jack A. Harry. And we have Jason returning with The Vault as he's going to go deeper into the DVD and Blu-ray collection with some favorites that you want to add as your must-see list. And let's not forget Paige as she's going to explore more of the things that make Disney, Disney with the Legacy Collection in the Magical Music Review. We have all kinds of fun on the horizon. Thanksgiving is here. We are all set to be very thankful here this week. And many of us celebrate Thanksgiving in a variety of different ways with friends, with families, venturing out to places, and many other things. And with us here as part of our extended family, we have Paige from the Magical Music Review. Her sister is venturing out to New York City. Yes, she is going to be part of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade that I'm sure many of you are sitting down and watching this morning on Thanksgiving. So everybody is enjoying this Thanksgiving tradition with the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I am excited to see an extended D-Team member in the parade here this week. So before we kick off the show, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is proudly sponsored by DVC-Rental.com where you can save up to 60% on your next Walt Disney World vacation by purchasing points that are unused from Vacation Club members with Scott of DVC-Rental.com, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all of you D-heads with our extended D-team member in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade this year, let's officially kick off show number 91. For the week of November 27, 2014, by venturing out to New York City and Macy's. Live from New York City, NBC presents Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade and a sneak preview of Newsies. Now, thank you very much. New York State or District has some exciting news. It's just been announced that the breakout American musical Newsies 
which recently had a great regional run, is now headed here to Broadway. That's right, Matt. This new musical is based on an 1899 true story of a courageous group of scrappy newsboys who become unlikely heroes when they rally forces to fight an unscrupulous newspaper tycoon. With a sneak preview from Newsies, here's the show-stopping number, King of New York. You don't need money when you're famous. They give you whatever you want, friends. Such as a pair of new shoes with matching laces. Permanent box after sheep's head braces. Pastrami on rye with a sour pickle. A personal puss on a wooden nickel. Look at me, I'm the king of New York.
supermodel Elle McPherson, Broadway's sister act, and Grammy Award winner CeeLo Green, all coming your way on the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. The critics call it action-filled, a remarkable adventure. It's the true story of a proud young brave born to be a leader. In an untamed land, the moment was his. I spotted a tribe. Go ashore. Until he was ripped from his world and forced into another. Can't run away from me, Indian. I own you now. No! Ladies and gentlemen, Squanto the Savage! Whoever this creature is, he needs our help. We know he's here, Friar. Hand him over. You have risked your life for a friend, Brother Daniel. I must do the same. His courage made him a hero. Destiny made him a legend. Too much blood on this land. Squanto, a warrior's tale. Welcome to the Hundred Acre Wood, where voices come together in joyful celebration and the seasons gently turn like pages in a book. A time of giving shared with good friends and a silly old bear named Winnie the Pooh. Enough to calm the most ferocious of beasts. 
I wonder why we were worried. And scurried all around. Looking for the very thing that we've already found. Friends, near and far away, sharing all today, gathering to say we're thankful. Friends, friends in every way, make each and every day our Thanksgiving so much more than more here. It's, it's all together true. And being all together is the best thing to do. <laughs> With friends, near and far away, sharing all today, gathering to say we're thankful. Friends, friends in every way, make each and every day our Thanksgiving day. Make each and every day our Thanksgiving day. It was a most thankful day for Winnie the Pooh and friends, for of all the things they had, or ever might, the grandest one of all was the gift of friendship. Christmas came and went in the Hundred Acre Wood. It had been a joyous season of giving for all our friends, but especially for a little bear named Winnie. Hey, D-Heads. This is Aaron, and I just wanted to take a moment and wish everyone a very happy Thanksgiving. I hope everyone gets the time to spend with their families, eating entirely too much food. I am most thankful for my family and friends, they enrich my life more than they know. I'm also thankful to you, all the D-heads out there, who love and support our show. You give me a great outlet for my love of Disney. So thank you, and have a great Thanksgiving. We'll see you later, D-heads. I can't believe it. It's Disney Blues. Disney On Demand. You hear that? It's the winds of change. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. 
All right, all of you D-heads, so I am back, and I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 91 for the week of November 27th, 2014, and Thanksgiving is here. We are getting ready to eat a nice big fat turkey in my home, and I'm sure you're going to be celebrating it in a variety of different ways in your home as well. It is Thanksgiving, it's fun, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, and many other things on the horizon. We have our special guest stopping in here who knows all about family, Miss Jack A. Harry from Sister Sister, 227 Ladybugs, Girl Meets World, and many other television and movie classics. We have the D-Team here with Aaron, Caitlin, Nathan, Lexi, Paige, and Jason, and many other things on the horizon. So before I jump into news hot off the D-Wire this Thanksgiving day, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at Disney On Demand. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news feeds, including our Lifetime of Disney player right there on our homepage at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can friend us on Facebook directly at Facebook.com slash John Diz. That's J-O-N. D-I-Z. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and more. Just search Disney Blue, that's B-L-U, or Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio. And remember, you can always subscribe to our latest shows in iTunes and Stitcher Radio and get the latest shows right there in your mobile device, your Android, your tablet, and more. And enjoy our latest episodes as they officially come out on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. So, all of you D-heads, with that said, let's jump into news hot off the D-wire. Even though it is Thanksgiving, there's lots of news hopping this week here in the Disney community. And first off, how about the biggest news? Yes, the biggest news that I personally am excited for. First, I was excited that the Sorcerer's Hat was coming down at Hollywood Studios, and now official word has been released that Turner Classic Movies is officially sponsoring up with The Great Movie Ride. Yes, I will give you a moment to soak that in. So now we'll get that view of the Chinese theater once again, and now The Great Movie Ride is officially getting revamped. Something that we all feared. I mean, I was personally afraid that The Great Movie Ride was going to get just ripped away and taken away and made into something completely different. I am ecstatic and excited that Turner Classic Movies, I mean, one of the last stations, one of the last entities that keeps real movie magic alive is partnering up with Disney to revamp The Great Movie Ride. I mean, I am excited for this, and I know many of you are probably just as tickled as me. So that is the biggest news for me this week. I mean, there's a lot of things on the horizon with news, but this is huge news. Yes, the dismantling of the Mickey hat, seeing the Chinese theater, and now all new revisions, revamped, re-envisioning of the great movie ride with Turner Classic Movies officially sponsoring up with Disney. I am excited for this one. Now, pushing right along, let's get into something that's a little more for you gamers. How about all of you Disney fans out there that are avid gamers? And how about Kingdom Hearts 3? Yes, everybody loves the Kingdom Hearts series with 1 and 2, but now Kingdom Hearts 3, many fans are requesting for Walt Disney to appear in the Kingdom Hearts series. That's right, a number of fans are looking to have Disney founder Walt Disney to be added into the upcoming console game Kingdom Hearts 3 by Square Enix. Yes, fans were clamoring for this addition thanks to the love of his works through the years. There's also a desire by fans to interact with him in a virtual world filled with the dangers and high-octane actions. 
Now, Kingdom Hearts represents a world that's a fusion of timelessness of Walt Disney characters and adaptions together with the heavy Japanese influence stemming from Square. Now, Square Enix and fans believe that this is the perfect setting in which Mickey Mouse's creator can finally be seen. Now, nothing has been confirmed yet, but let's just say, if a game is going to have Walt Disney debut in it, even if I have never played a Kingdom Hearts game in my life, I'm officially getting on this one just so I can, you know, interact with Walt Disney, the man, the creator himself. Now, stepping aside, it is Thanksgiving. Yes, we are all excited for Thanksgiving. With that comes, you know, big box office smashes, you know, great movie weekend. Many people are going out shopping. So many different things going on with Thanksgiving weekend. Well, how about one that I know many of us are excited for? And how about Disney announcing that this weekend there is going to be an 88-second preview of the latest Star Wars film that's going to be screened in over 30 cities. Yes, throughout the United States and Canada. Yes, Star Wars The Force Awakens Episode 7 is going to be getting released in December of 2015. And fans this weekend, which if you're not in one of the 30 cities, fear not, it'll probably be on the web very shortly, probably within hours of it debuting. But Star Wars Episode 7 The Force Awakens, directed by J.J. Abrams, is now going to have its 88-second preview teaser trailer officially debuting in over 30 cities this weekend. I am excited for this. I mean, I'm excited on many levels, not just because it's a new Star Wars movie, but because myself, personally, I want to see Luke Skywalker again. Forget about Han, forget about Leia, all those. I myself am a Skywalker fan. Luke Skywalker fan since I can remember. So I am excited to see Skywalker just again on the big screen. I, I'm excited for this. I'm excited like beyond belief. So 88 seconds, 30 cities debuting this weekend. Now, moving away from all of those kind of things, let's take it back a couple of generations and just nice, fine art. Yes, how about the Thomas Kincaid Company announcing the release of the limited edition print Beauty and the Beast 2? Yes, the Thomas Kincaid Company announced the immediate availability of the limited edition artwork entitled Beauty and the Beast 2. Now, recently discovered in the Thomas Kincaid vault, this is the final Disney-themed painting on which Thomas worked. John Hastings, the Thomas Kincaid Company Chief Executive Officer, says, We are thrilled to offer this piece from Tom's vault. Disney films are very special to Tom, and being able to incorporate these iconic characters into his artwork was a dream come true for him. Since Tom's passing, and through our collaboration with Disney, we have been able to continue sharing new Disney artwork from Thomas Kincaid Studios, but releasing this last Disney painting done by Tom himself is truly special, both for us at the company and especially for our collectors. Now, the image features favorite characters in the iconic castle from the classic Disney film Beauty and the Beast. Now, it is available in three sizes in a limited release through the authorized Thomas Kincaid galleries. Now, Thomas Kincaid Company has published the works of Thomas Kincaid and Thomas Kincaid Studios for over 25 years, for which Tom has become one of the most widely recognized and best-selling artists in the world. His artwork is distributed through a network of authorized dealers and strategic relationships. Now, if you want to find out more about this final limited release, as well as much of his artwork, you can visit thomaskincaid.com. That's T-H-O-M-A-S-K-I-N-K-A-D-E.com. And trust me, you will not be disappointed. 
Now moving all over the galaxy of Disney here, let's just keep it within the galaxy and how about Guardians of the Galaxy? Yes, how about Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Rocket Raccoon, and Groot Steal the Galaxy? Yes, the graphic audio, a movie in your mind in conjunction with Marvel Entertainment is bringing the adventures of Rocket Raccoon and Groot straight to your ears with Marvel's prose novel adapted by graphic audio. Now they are not Captain America, Iron Man, or Spider-Man. However, Rocket Raccoon and the faithful Groot are the baddest heroes in the cosmos, and they're on the run across the Marvel Universe. During a spaceport brawl, the pair rescues an android recorder from the pack of an alien lizard man. Everyone in the galaxy, including the ruthless Kree Empire and the stalwart Nova Corps, seems that they want the recorder for their own power. Now you can join Rocket and Groot and some special guests as they redefine the word mayhem in an attempt to save the universe once again. Rocket Raccoon and Groot Steal the Galaxy features over 40 talented voice actors, original music, sound effects, and a very special vocal performance by Groot. Now it's filled with action and humor and this audio production will captivate the whole family while driving across the country this holiday season and enjoying it from graphic audio. I am a personally a fan of graphic audio. Now you can get it directly from graphicaudio.net and also the free graphic audio access mobile app which allows customers to directly download titles on their Android device, their smartphones, tablets, and more. So definitely check it out. If you're a fan of Guardians of the Galaxy, get Guardians of the Galaxy, Rocket Raccoon, and Groot. Steal the Galaxy from Graphic Audio. Now, since we are talking about audio and all those kinds of things, let's keep it in the musical realm and CDs, and how about Walt Disney Records to release Into the Woods, the collectible music products exclusively from the launch of the Disney Music Emporium site. Yes, honoring the continuing legacy of the Disney Music Catalog, Walt Disney Records has now newly launched a site, Disney Music Emporium. It's a destination for collectible Disney music products and also features monthly columns by guest writers, a news tab for Disney fun facts, plus videos that exclusively debut on their website, including behind the scenes of beloved soundtracks, the lost chords, and more. Now, the site will offer 15% off of all purchases beginning on Black Friday, November 28th, through Cyber Monday on December 1st. Now, the newest collectible offering available this weekend is the pre-order for Into the Woods bundle that includes the deluxe edition soundtrack for the film, featuring over 20 songs and a score with music and lyrics by Stephen Sodheim, as well as 10 character art from the anticipated film that is hitting theaters on December 25th. Now, also available on their website is the new collectible series, Walt Disney Records, The Legacy Collection. And we're going to hear more about this as Paige uncovers it in the Magical Music Review. But it's a line that celebrates the anniversaries of the Disney's most cherished and classic films over time. Now, there's going to be a variety of different things that you can get on the official website for this. Now, you can get all of your Walt Disney Records and more right there on their official website from the DisneyMusicEmporium.com. You can follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and more. Now, moving from music into the small screen here, how about Doc McStuffins? Yes, the Doc is in and getting ready to fix you up. Yes, we all love Doc McStuffins, and who doesn't love Lammy? And we also interviewed the voice of Lammy, Miss Laura Jill Miller, who you may also know from Gimme a Break. Well, now Doc McStuffins' Cuddle Me Lammy is coming on February 3rd, 2015, 
with free Lammy hair clips. Yes, who doesn't love their animals? And now fans of the wonderfully educational show Doc McStuffins can have a fun-filled afternoon with their favorite friend, Lambie. Yes, on February 3rd, 2015, you can take a journey with Doc and Lammy and engage with five episodes of the award-winning series as well as free Lammy hair clips. And it's coming exclusively to DVD from the Disney Junior series. Now, no one gives better cuddles than the Doc's warm and fuzzy best friend. She's a princess, a ballerina, and she's always there for the toys that need that extra helping of tender, loving care. You can say three little words, cuddle me, lammy. Yes, now you can join Doc and the whole gang as they laugh, play, and have a ball fixing boo-boos and discovering great ways to stay happy and healthy. Now you can celebrate the power of true friendship in a new sparkly, heart-filled toy adventure show with Lammy right there to help you along the way. There's going to be a variety of different things with this, including, like I said, the free Lammy hair clips and more, officially getting released February 3rd, 2015, with over five episodes, 120 minutes of Doc McStuffin's fun. So all of you D-heads, with that said, there's more news on the horizon, lots of fun. We're going to continue on with our Thanksgiving show here all kinds of things. We have Jackie Harry stopping in from Sister Sister. We also have more from the D team. You have questions, he has answers. As Aaron's going to be stopping in with I Want to Know. We have the latest from the Walt Disney World Resort with WDW and 2 with Caitlin. And let's not forget, looking back at what just happened within the Walt Disney Company this week with Nathan. So before I release the reins here, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is proudly sponsored by DVC Rental. At dvc-rental.com, you can save up to 60% on your next Walt Disney World trip by purchasing unused Vacation Club points from Vacation Club members. Now, this is a way where you can stay at the best resorts like the Grand Floridian, Animal Kingdom, and more, and being part of the Vacation Club without actually having to be part of the Vacation Club. And you can purchase all of these from dvc-rental.com and save up to 60%. Which, why not? Who doesn't want to save money so you can spend it on all those souvenirs on your next trip? Check them out at dvc-rental.com, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So, all VD heads, with that said, I'm going to release the reins to the D-Team. We have more Thanksgiving fun on the horizon and all kinds of things here this week. So, let's get our gobble on. Let's continue fasting for that big dinner later on in the day. Happy Thanksgiving, and I will be back shortly. Take it away, team. envelope to Davis and Kurt. Right down that. Families are formed in all kinds of ways. Yep, everyone is unique. And it's the differences in each of us that make the world interesting. Remember, DNA doesn't make a family. Love does. So whether you have step-siblings, a single parent, three brothers, or you're adopted. Every kid needs a family. And remember to not judge a family just because it's different than yours. You can be a good friend to your peers at your school regardless of what kind of family they're in. And if you're a part of an adopted family, how cool is that? (laughs) You're joined by the heart, not blood. Say yeah. 
for being able to have the ability to impact lives and children across the world and let them know that you can do it too with drive and commitment. I'm thankful for my family and my friends because without them, I wouldn't be anywhere. <laughs> I'm definitely thankful for all the people who I have around me who I love and care for and get to spend time with. Disney Channel gives thanks all this week. You have questions, we have answers. Let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in I Want to Know. Hey, D-Heads. This is Aaron, and I'm back with another installment of I Want to Know. Please excuse the voice this week, trying to get over a lingering cold. But I hope everyone is ready to spend time with their families, eat way too much food, and watch lots of football this Thanksgiving. Before you know it, Christmas will be upon us. Well, the virtual mailbag is full, so let's reach in and see what questions we have for this week. First question is from Genevieve of North Carolina, and she writes, Aaron of the team, great segment. I've been a D-head since 2013. My question has to do with Disney's Doug. Doug was Nick, right? Then did Disney buy it and take it over? I'm confused. Thanks for clearing it up. Well, Doug was a great series. The series premiered in 1991 on the cable network Nickelodeon as the channel's first original animated content alongside Rugrats and the Ren and Stimpy show. The series' original run consisted of 52 episodes over four seasons that were broadcast from 1991 to 1994. Nickelodeon refused to order the fifth season and final 13 episodes of the show even though it was a 65-episode deal, due to its expensive budget. In 1996, 
Disney acquired the series in a multi-million dollar deal, retooling it with several creative changes and airing it for three years on ABC's Saturday morning lineup. It became a top-rated show, inspiring various books, merchandise, a live musical stage show, and a theatrical feature, Doug's first movie, released at the series' conclusion in 1999. The Huffington Post ran an article on the series in 2014 claiming that Doug's impact is visible not just in the nostalgia longings of millennials, but the way it has dotted pop culture. It's a pretty good compliment. Well, our next question is from Michael Stoffmore, and he writes, A question I have recently popped in my head because of Thanksgiving. When was the first Disney float or balloon in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? And what was it? Thank you so much for the answer, your longtime listener and fellow D-head. Well, I love this parade and watch it every year. Disney's tradition of participating in the parade began in 1934, when it was still known as the Macy's Santa Claus Parade. The first Disney balloon was created by Walt Disney and Tony Sarg, who developed the type of tethered helium-filled balloons we know today, measuring 40 feet tall and handled by a team of 25 people dressed in Mickey or Minnie costumes. The first Disney balloon was revealed to the world that year, and of course, it featured none other than the beloved Mickey Mouse. Since 1934, the Walt Disney Company has continued to participate in the parade each year, often revealing a new balloon to commemorate company milestones. In fact, Mickey and Donald's first appearance together in 1972 to celebrate the first anniversary of Walt Disney World. Other great appearances include Santa Goofy in 1992 and band leader Mickey in 2000 who had the honor of leading the first parade of the new millennium. Well, our final question this week is from Sarah T. of Indiana, and she writes, Diz Radio, finally writing you after always forgetting my questions before I get a chance to email them off. A Walt Disney small one, who provided the voice of the boy, it sounds very familiar. Also, is this film available anywhere digitally to purchase? Have a great Thanksgiving. Well, I absolutely love this cartoon. The Small One is a 1978 animated Christmas short film that was created by Walt Disney Productions and was originally released to theaters in the United States by Buena Vista Distribution Company before the 1978 re-release of Pinocchio. The story tells of a young boy outside Nazareth who must part with his best friend, an old donkey named Small One. He brings it to market, but no one is in need of a scrawny donkey, except for the tanner. But he ends up being purchased by a man who needs to get his pregnant wife to Bethlehem, and the boy watches them ride off towards a bright star in the sky. It's a great story. The voice of the boy was Sean Marshall, and we best know him as Pete from Disney's 1977 Pete's Dragon. I know that small one is available on the DVD Walt Disney's Cartoon Favorites Volume 9 Classic Holiday Stories. The entire cartoon is also available on YouTube to watch. It's a must-watch holiday classic for me. Well, D-Heads, 
That concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for the great questions and keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads, laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. We'll see you next week, D-Heads. Happy Thanksgiving. Well, we saw an opportunity to uh, do something different and do something really special uh, to get Disney Cruise Line out there to the public uh, in a way we've never done before. And what better way than the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? We looked through all of our uh, array of characters to choose from, and who better to represent Disney Cruise Line than Mickey Mouse? And I think guests this year are going to really get a big kick out of seeing kind of a new uh, version of Mickey as Sailor Mickey. Whenever we design a new balloon for the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, we're always looking to try to take it a step further. Sailor Mickey will actually be the fourth character balloon of uh, Mickey Mouse. He first appeared way back in the 1930s, and Walt himself helped design the original Mickey balloon. He flew again in 1960 with more of a contemporary look for Mickey Mouse. Then again, he flew in 2000 as band leader Mickey. Seven, eight. To become a part of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade really is quite a process. So we really gathered some of the best of the best from the entertainment team, came up with a couple of designs that we all really, really liked. We sent those designs to Macy's and said, this is the one we really want to do. Uh, but we gave them a couple of options, and luckily they liked the same basic design that we did. We go from our sketches to a rendering of, of Mickey in the way that we want to see him flying in front of the world's most famous store. And from this, we've got to take all of our ideas and actually transform them into three dimensions. It starts off as a clay sculpture, and then from that clay sculpture, then it becomes the actual balloon. And what they needed was to have an artist go up there, take a look at the balloon itself to make sure that the integrity of the character was there before it went to the next stage. You know, we've been working on this for over two years now, and it's really just amazing for me to see it come to fruition. People have bucket dreams or bucket lists. That's kind of like a bucket list item for me, to be able to say that I've worked on a balloon that's going to be seen before millions of people. Designing them has, has been a challenge, but a great pleasure. We're always looking for something bigger and better for the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I think this is it. Hey, this is Eric Kramer from Good Luck Charlie, and this is Disney On Demand. is good to me and so i thank the lord for giving me the things i need the sun and rain and an apple seed yes he's been good to me i owe the lord so much for everything i see i'm certain if it weren't for him there'd be no apples on this limb He's been good to me Oh, here am I neath the blue, blue sky Doing as I please Singing with my feathered friends Falling with the bees I wake up every day 
as happy as can be. Because I know that with his care, my apple trees, they will still be there. Oh, the Lord is good to me. Hi there, it's Caitlin here with WDWN2, a quick rundown of what's happening in the parks. Cinderella's royal table is getting a spruce this winter, so until then, Cinderella and her princess friends will be dining with guests at Citrico's for breakfast and brunch. Citrico's is located in the Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. If you're an annual pass holder or Disney Vacation Club member, you can make reservations starting December 3rd. Reservations are open to the public the next day, December 4th. Cinderella's Royal Table is expected to be open again in March, but until then, we'll have to be happy meeting our princess pals in the new venue. Need a Christmas gift idea for your wife, daughter, or girlfriend? Well, the newest Beautifully Disney makeup line has debuted, and of course, it's Frozen. From brand new eyeshadow roller balls, mini lipsticks, and a nail polish set to an Anna an Elsa-inspired eyeshadow palette, these are some of the prettiest makeups yet. Available at the Marketplace Co-op, I know it will be on my Christmas list. If you're making a trip to the parks this holiday season, make sure to stop by the Contemporary Resort to see their gingerbread holiday ice castle, complete with Anna, Elsa, Olaf, Kristoff, and Sven. At seven feet, 17 feet tall, the gingerbread castle has 1,500 gingerbread shingles and 222 pounds of icing. Speaking of tasty holiday treats, there are some delicious offerings at Epcot this holiday season. Try the turkey waffle from Promenade Refreshments. It's a sweet potato waffle with roast turkey and green bean casserole. There's also pecan maple bark from the Canada Pavilion. Or for those of us of age, hot applejack cider with whiskey and spices from the UK. Thanks for listening, and until next time, don't forget, you can fly. Disney Channel's got a mini bite from Good Luck Charlie. Check it out. Great news, everybody. This year, for once, I don't have to work on Thanksgiving. Oh, hey. Hey. So we can all be together. Oh, hey. Hey. And I can cook Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, hey. Okay, what happened there? Honey, come on. It's just cooking Thanksgiving dinner is a lot of work. Yeah, are you sure we shouldn't just eat out? I mean, for your sake. No way. Every Thanksgiving, I have to eat turkey sandwiches out of the hospital vending machine, and you guys have to go to the old-time buffet. This year, we're going to be together, and I am going to cook. Old-time buffet offers quality and value. Yeah, and they're chicken fingers? Mm. We are having dinner here, and that is final. All right. Okay. Actually, you know, I have a Thanksgiving announcement. This year, we are going to be joined by Grandpa. Oh, yeah! Grandpa Duncan. Yeah. Hurts, doesn't it? Oh, come on, you guys. My dad has some good qualities. Such as? You know what? He exhales carbon dioxide, which is needed by plants. All right, well, we've got bigger problems. Mom's cooking Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, no, 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 no. 
the best chef in the house, PJ, is cooking Thanksgiving dinner. I am? She's never gonna let me. That's why you have to trick her. Give her the illusion that she's cooking when, in reality, you're the one doing all the work. Okay. Got it, got it. Uh, just one question. What does illusion mean? <laughs> Three words. Cook Thanksgiving dinner. Right now? <laughs> Relax, Dad. Just messing with you. Oh, by the way, Thanksgiving, two words. Watch Good Luck Charlie on Disney Channel. Hi again, D-Heads, and happy Thanksgiving to you and your families. Welcome to another installment of This Week in Disney History. I am Nathan, and ready to take you through another segment's worth of historical Disney facts and potential trivia. Without further ado, let's begin. Starting out this week in Disney history, we start in a shocking 1892, where Elias Disney, future father of Walt Disney, obtained a building permit to build a two-story 18 by 28 foot wood cottage on a plot of land he purchased on Trip Avenue in Chicago last month. In 1942, we have a few things this week. Starting out south of the border with Disney, a 30-minute behind-the-scenes documentary is produced and released by Walt Disney under the auspice of the Office of the Coordinator of Inter-American Affairs. The film documents Walt and a group of 18 artists, musicians, and writers on their trip to South America, which later we will come to find and know as Saludos Amigos. Also in 1942, the Warner Brothers romance film Casablanca, starring Humphrey Bogart, Ingrid Bergman, and Peter Lorre is released. Also, a lot of Disney fans will know that in uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios, The Great Movie Ride has a famous scene from this movie in there. Also in 1942, Academy Award-winning singer-songwriter Randy Newman, whose music can be heard in such films as the Toy Story series, James and the Giant Peach, The Princess and the Frog, and other Disney Pixar favorites is born in Los Angeles, California. Moving on to 1947, Disney's Chip and Dale short, Chip and Dale, directed by Jack Hanna, is released. Chip and Dale must defend their house when Donald wants to chop it down for firewood. In 1955, Bill Nye the Science Guy is born in Washington, D.C. Besides appearing on an episode of Disney Channel's MMC, Nye acted as a science consultant for the 1997 feature Flubber. In 1963, Disneyland closes its gates in honor of U.S. President John F. Kennedy, who was assassinated in Dallas, Texas, Friday, November 22nd. In 1971, the Orlando Evening Star ran the front-page headline, Monster Crowd Too Much for Mickey, Disney Gates Closed. Traffic-choking crowds came in and jammed up the Walt Disney World to, to capacity on this day after Thanksgiving. Shortly before noon, they announced that the Florida Park has to close its gates to outside visitors and no more would be let in. In 1972, on Thanksgiving Day, Disney makes part in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade on this chilly day in New York City, and to celebrate the first anniversary of Walt Disney World, giant helium-filled balloons of Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck soared overhead. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs take part in the fe festivities below, riding atop a majestic Disney World castle float, and Peter Pan and Wendy also matched wits with pirates aboard Captain Hook's ship float. Moving on to 1980, Walt Disney World introduced a uh, 10 adventure ticket books, replacing the A through E coupons. Now instead of each ride requiring a lettered ticket, the tickets in the book can be used for any attraction. In 1984, actor and dancer Lucas Grabile is born in Springfield, Missouri. Best known to Disney Channel fans is Ryan Evans on the hit high school musical series films. He also appeared in the movies Halloween Town High and Return to Halloween Town. 
1986, TV's The Wonderful World of Disney aired The Thanksgiving Promise, which was a film directed and starring Bo Bridges. A teenage boy is torn between his love for an injured Canadian goose that he found during his agreement to fatten and kill it for an approaching Thanksgiving dinner for his neighbors. The cast included Courtney Thorne-Smith, Jason Bateman, and Bo Bridges' son Jordan, and Father Lloyd. In 1987, Disney's Touchstone Pictures released the comedy film Three Men and a Baby, starring Tom Selleck, Steve Gutenberg, and Ted Danson. In 1992, we have a few facts here. Actress-singer Miley Cyrus, the star of Disney Channel's Hannah Montana, is born in Franklin, Tennessee, which is a suburb of Nashville. Also in 92, the 31st Disney animated feature film, Aladdin, is released in U.S. theaters. Also in 92, the Toontown Railroad Station, located outside Toontown next to the Fantasyland Theater, opened in Disneyland. And last in 92, on Thanksgiving Day, Santa Goofy took the spotlight in Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade as the new balloon of the year. The procession also had 6,000 tap dancers donning Mickey ears, tapping to set the Guinness World Record for largest assembly of tap dancers. In 1996, Disneyland's Main Street Electrical Parade came to an end with two final performances in Disneyland. In 1997, It's a Small World at Disneyland decks the halls for the very first time with a special holiday theme. In 1998, Kona Cafe, a restaurant located at Walt Disney World's Polynesian Resort, opened for business. As well as actor Bradley Stephen Perry, who was Gabe Duncan in the Disney Channel series Good Luck Charlie being born. In 1998, Toy Story 2, the third Disney Pixar feature film and the sequel to Toy Story, is released in U.S. theaters. And also in 98, on Thanksgiving Day, Winnie the Pooh Thanksgiving aired on ABC TV. Moving up to 2005, the Food Network aired Holidays at Walt Disney World Resort, which was hosted by Raven for the first time. Also in 2005, Disney legend E. Cardon Walker, commonly known as Card Walker, passed away in the Los Angeles suburb of La Canada at the age of 89. In 2006, High School Musical The Concert 2006 tour starts off in San Diego, California. In 2007, a third sneak preview of a new cartoon series called Phineas and Ferb aired on Disney Channel after High School Musical Pop-Up er, sorry, Pop-Up Edition, ultimately becoming a huge, huge success and leaving us all wondering, when does their summer vacation actually end? It became a series regular months later in February 2008. Moving on to 2008, a giant inflated Buzz Lightyear made his debut at the 82nd annual Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade in New York City. In 2010, Tangled, a 3D animated musical film produced by Walt Disney Animation Studios, is released in theaters. In 2007, Disney's The Muppets, the first Muppets theater theatrical release in 12 years, opened in theaters in North America. I was super excited for this movie to come out because I grew up on The Muppets, and this was a hopeful first for my daughter to grow up on. Regardless, I couldn't wait to Manama make our way over to see it. And closing out this week in Disney history, in 2013, we have dual trivia. It was one year ago that this week our favorite ice enchantress Elsa made her debut with her sister Anna. That's right, the computer animated epic musical Frozen, produced by Walt Disney Animation Studios, is released by Walt Disney Pictures in theaters. And the last list this week, Magic Kingdom Park reaches a milestone in Disney history when the park's final touchpoint entry system is unveiled, which is a moment that signifies that all Disney World Resort park entrances are now turnstile-free. The first park to trade turnstiles for the touchpoint system was Disney's Typhoon Lagoon Water Park, 
Well, D-Heads, that's all again for this week in Disney history. Hope you enjoyed and learned something maybe you didn't know. And again, from me and the entire D-Team, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Enjoy your time off, and I hope that it's awesome for you. Have a great week, and see you real soon. the daughter of a chief. She has her mother's spirit. She goes wherever the wind takes her. Come down here! And she lived a life of freedom. No! Not that way! Watch out! Come on, lads! Steady on your course! He was an explorer, searching for adventure in a new land. Come on, man. We didn't come all this way just to look at it. Let us hope they do not intend to stay. I'm counting on you to make sure those heathens don't disrupt our mission. I... I made it myself. But though their worlds were very different... These pale visitors are strange to us. No one is to go near them. Their destinies were one. From Walt Disney Pictures comes the story of an American legend. Who are you? Pocahontas. Come run the hidden pine trails of the forest. Come taste the sun-sweet berries of the earth. Smith? The tree is talking to me. Then you should talk back. He's handsome, too. Oh, I like her. She believed in her dreams. Pokemon has asked to seek your hand in marriage. I think my dream is pointing me down another path. Followed her heart. What are you doing here? I had to see you again. You'll be turning your back on your own people. I can't believe you. And found a love that changed the world. Let the spirits of the earth guide you. I love him, Father. Bravo. On June 23rd, Disney presents its all-new 33rd full-length animated motion picture. With music by Academy Award winner Alan Menken and lyrics by award-winning lyricist Stephen Schwartz. This summer, experience the adventure. Until you can paint with all the colors of the wind. Pocahontas. Hey, D-Heads, you're listening to Disney On Demand, a new kind of Disney show, only on DizRadio.com, D-I-Z-Radio.com. All right, all of you D-Heads, I am back, and I want to thank once again Aaron, Caitlin, and Nathan for stopping in with their signature segments and being part of my extended family here at the show. Thank you once again for stopping in, and remember, you can connect up with the D-Team on our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio com connect up with them drop them an email they will not bite you might not even be able to get them to shut up if you start talking with them so definitely connect up with them at disradio.com so all of you d heads with that said we are gearing up more for our thanksgiving
Thanksgiving show here. We have Jackie Harry stopping in and many other things. So I'm going to take a moment from news here. Now, we had a lot of news on the horizon earlier in the show, but because it is Thanksgiving, I'm going to take a moment here and give you a couple of different things. One, there's a great Thanksgiving Day letter that we got from one of you D-heads out here, and I want to give you that shout-out as well. And I do also first want to take a moment and thank everybody. I'd like to thank the D-heads. Thank you. You are the reason we do this show. And what better time than to say thank you than on Thanksgiving. You're the reason we come in week in, week out, and bring these shows to you and bring you that touch of Disney magic within your lives. Something different, something fun, something so you can share it with the whole family. So thank you, all of you D-heads. I'd also like to thank the D-team from the bottom of my heart. Without the D-team, you'd have to listen to me ramble all the time. And the D-team truly does rally together and make the show. I do want to extend that thank you once again to the D-team. You truly are special. Something different to the table from each of you. Something that is that extra special Disney magic that offsets everything else with the show. Thank you, team, for rallying in and being part of this family here with me at DizRadio.com. And also, I'd like to thank my family, my wife, my kids, and everyone looking down on us. I'd like to thank my wife and my family for having the blessed time of spending time with them and seeing them grow and allowing me to be a father and part of their lives as well. And, you know, God looking down on me and blessing me. With a great family, great wife, and more, I couldn't be prouder of my children and being with my wife. And I truly do feel blessed and thankful for my family and also for living in this country I live in. I just thank you from the bottom of my heart. So all of you D-heads, with that said, like I said, I do have some more things from from a D-head out there who wrote us a great Thanksgiving letter and more. But before I do that, I'm going to start with something that's a little more historical. And how about our very first president here in the United States? George Washington. Yes, it is Thanksgiving. And with Thanksgiving comes something very important that not many people probably are even aware of. How about Congress? October 3rd, 1789. Yes, now this was issued by our very first president, Mr. George Washington, at the request of Congress on October 3rd, 1789. Now this is an official proclamation and makes you take a step back and look back at why we are giving Thanksgiving in this country of ours. So sit back and get ready for a history lesson. By the President of the United States, Mr. George Washington, a proclamation. Whereas it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God, to obey His will, to be grateful for His benefits, and humbly implore His protection and favor. And whereas both houses of Congress have, by their joint committee, requested me to recommend to the people of the United States a day of public thanksgiving and prayer, to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts the many and the signal favors of the Almighty God, especially by affording them an opportunity to peacefully establish a form of government for their safety and happiness. Now, therefore, I do recommend and assign Thursday, the 26th day of November, to be devoted to the people of these states, to the service that the great and glorious being, who is the author of all good that was, that is, or that will be, that we may then all unite in the rendering unto him our sincere humble thanks for his kind care and protection of the people of this country previous to their becoming a nation, for the signal manifold mercies and the favor able interpositions of his providence in the course and conclusion of the late war, for the great degree of tranquility, union, and the plenty we have since enjoyed, for the peaceable and rational manner in which we have been enabled to establish the constitutions of government for our safety and 
and happiness, and particularly the national one now lately instituted for the civil and religious liberty in which we are all blessed, and that the means that we have acquired in diffusing useful knowledge and in general for all the great and various favors for which he has been pleased to give upon us, and also that we may then unite in the most humbly offering our prayers and supplications to the great Lord and ruler of the nations, and beseech him to pardon our national and other transgressions, to enable us all, whether in public or private stations, to perform our several and relative duties properly and punctually, to render our national government a blessing to all, the people by constantly, by being a government of wise, just, and constitutional laws, discreetly and faithfully executed and obeyed, to protect and guide all sovereignties and nations, especially such as have been known kindness to us, and to bless them with good governments, peace, and concord, to promote the knowledge and practice of true religion and virtue, and the increase of science among them and us, and generally to grant unto all mankind such a degree as temporal prosperity as he alone knows it best, given under my hand at the city of New York the third day of October in the year of our Lord, 1789, George Washington. So all of you D heads, a little bit of a history lesson there, something a little bit different that I don't think many people know, and uh, the official proclamation of Thanksgiving. Now, as I mentioned, many of you D-Heads deserve a shout-out as well, and we got a great letter from one of you D-Heads for this Thanksgiving. So as I continue on with many things we're thankful for, I do want to read from D-Head Tyler Jacobs. You've been an avid D-Head since 2012, a great Disney family member here at the show, and now you dropped us an email just in time for Thanksgiving, so I'm going to read it. So here's how it goes, all of you D-Heads out there. Jonathan and the D-Team, with Thanksgiving here tomorrow, I know you all will do another bang-up job on the show. I wanted to say thank you to all of you, Jonathan, Lexi, Paige, Jason, Nathan, Caitlin, Aaron, and even Jamie, even though he hasn't been around much. Thank you all for the wonderful podcast. There is truly something different, and it makes you unique from the rest. Each show is completely different from the previous, and each show either introduces me to something new from Disney or helps me relive my past. It is in the little things I enjoy, the blips of sound from the films, or the past of Disney Channel, or embracing the old and the new from Disney all around. All of you are never negative, and you realize Disney fans come in all ages and have something for us all. So I wanted to say thank you, in all caps, so you all really know how much you play a part in my week. You are all such a great family compared to many other shows. I do love many shows, some of them roundtables, but there is something different where I feel as if you are talking to me. The show is meant for me, not bantering to each other about opinions or tips that many of us already know. Diz Radio embraces everything I feel Disney is family entertainment, and it is like the classic Disney Channel, MMC, Vault Disney, and Disney we all love and miss for a new generation. So on Thanksgiving, thank you all so much for your hard work, wonderful guests, and making something magical. So Diz Radio, thank you and have a blessed Thanksgiving, and don't waste your time shopping. Like you like to close the show each episode, never neglect family for business, and that holds true even when it comes to doing other things such as shopping before family as well. 
your D-head since late of 2012 and Disney family member Tyler Jacobs. So Tyler, thank you once again for writing that in. I shared it with the team and now all the D-heads out there. It truly meant a lot to us and it really does mean a lot coming from you listeners that the show does mean so much. So all of you D-heads, with that said, took a moment here, gave a little bit of Thanksgiving here on the show. So I'm going to release the reins once again to the D-team as we have Lexi, our D-team member from Down Under, as she's going to come back with the Hollywood Walk with a little bit more about our special guest here, Miss Jack A. Harry. And next time you hear me, I am going to have Jack A. Harry on the line from Sister Sister, 227, Girl Meets World, Ladybugs, and more. So all of you D-heads, let's press on, continue that hunger for that turkey later on today, and uh, let's press on with our Thanksgiving show. Be right back, all VD heads.
troopers. Their dealings with stressed envelope to Davis and Kurt. Right down that. My favorite Thanksgiving traditions are getting together with my whole family. Everyone makes a different dish. We always made things like, you know, apple pie. Mmm, pie. My mother's homemade mac and cheese and yams. She puts a foot in it. My favorite holiday traditions are playing board games with my family while we drink hot cocoa and yell at each other because we're cheating. I watch the parade with my family. We throw the football a lot. I play running back, receiver, quarterback. I do it all. Happy Thanksgiving from all of us at Disney Channel. Start those projectors and look at this week's Hollywood Walk. Hey D-Heads. So it's Thanksgiving time for you in the US. I know that this is a very special time of year for you all. And I hope that everyone has a chance to be with their families and to celebrate what they cherish most. Although we do not have a Thanksgiving holiday here in Australia, I would still like to let you know what I am thankful for. My family, my friends, my health, and Disney. Without these things, life would be nowhere near as lovely as it is today. So I am very grateful for that. Now, one other thing that I am very thankful for is that we have yet another fantastic member of the Disney family joining us here today. We are joined by none other than the fantastic and hilarious Jackie Harry. Now, we know this fabulous actress from so many great shows, including Sister Sister, where Jackie played Lisa Landry, and the 1980s show 227 where she played Sandra Clark, known as the sexy neighbour. <laughs> it is because of fantastic characters like these that this week's special guest was the first African American to win an Emmy Award for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series. And more recently, Jackie is lending her talents to the show First Family and also Disney's Girl Meets World. Now for some background information. Jackie is from North Carolina, but she spent most of her childhood growing up in Harlem, New York. Here she studied acting at the High School of Performing Arts on the Lower East Side. And after that, she graduated 
from New York City's High School of Music and Art with a distinction in opera and attended the University of Long Island where she earned a degree in education. So get this, Jackie was actually an American history teacher at Brooklyn Technical High School before she adventured onto the stage. So since the 1980s, this week's special guest has starred in so many productions, both on and off Broadway, as well as in national touring productions. Most recently, Jackie has appeared in The Sunshine Boys, Damn Yankees, A Christmas Carol, as well as a national tour of The Cleanup Woman. So it is clear that Jackie is a star of both the stage and the screen. Wow! On the small screen, this week's special guest made her television debut opposite Morgan Freeman in the soap opera Another World. Now I ask you, does it get better than that? <laughs> Since then, we can see Jackie in a great variety of shows, including her appearance opposite Oprah Winfrey in The Women of Brewster Place. Also, she lent her talents to Vanessa on the fabulous Everybody Hates Chris, with Chris Rock, of course. And get this, Jackie has also appeared in awesome shows like Glee, Seventh Heaven, That's So Raven, Designing Women, and Celebrity Ghost Stories. Personally, I love all of those shows. <laughs> now, the list of Jackie's achievements really does go on. That is one reason why she has won so many awards. Another award of Jackie's is the NAACP's Image Award for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series. Now that was for her role in Sister Sister. So it is clear that Disney really is lucky to have this week's special guest as part of the family. So thank you Jackie Harry, without you Disney would definitely not be the same. Lights, camera, action. It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And as we continue to bring you all the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney, one of those is somebody that you see all over the small screen. Somebody that you turn on the TV, you're flipping through the channels, and they help you relive those memories, whether that's growing up or passing it down to your children. And you know this person from Ladybugs, 227, Sister Sister, Everybody Hates Chris, and many, many other countless shows and movies. We have none other than Jack A. Harry here with us. Welcome to Disney On Demand. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> 
it is our pleasure having you on. I know, such a long intro, but your credits are, you know, they go on for so many different things that everybody knows. You know, like I said, 227, Sister, Sister, Everybody Hates Chris, and many, many other things. I guess to start it off first, you know, happy birthday. Today is your birthday. Yes, today. (laughs) (laughs) Not one of my happiest things, but I'm still glad to be around. <laughs> well, I guess, you know, I like to start it off the same way all the time. You know, you have such a great career. I guess what got you started in acting? What, you know, when did you first get that bug and want to pursue this as a career? Um, I was 14 in junior high school and I did a play called The King and I. I went to all girls school and I played the king and I came out to take my curtain call, you know, at the end of the, the, the play and they screamed and stood up. And I'll never forget it. I was like, ooh, I like this. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect that. I was. It was such a feeling of, of uh, uh, you know, like a light bulb going on. So later on, as I got into high school, a friend of mine took me to an acting class. And I went there, and it took me three to five years to get up in front of people and do something, you know, like say, say lines and do... Because I was that shy, but then that bug set in and hasn't stopped since. Well, it's the kind of thing where, you know, you say you're shy, but, uh, you know, you're, all your characters are always, you know, they're out there, they're fun, they're boisterous. Uh, I guess, uh, has that kind of mirrored more uh, now as you've uh, been doing this for quite some time? Are you that kind of person now when you're out and about? Well, no, but the age of 16, once I got into the class, and I, it started bringing me out, and, you know, socially. This is why I urge people to let their kids go to camp, go somewhere, it improves your social skills. I mean, if that's what you want, if not, you know, it doesn't matter, but you're going to be an actor. You've got to, you got to eventually do it. So uh, it, my, my personality began to develop in ways that I didn't even know. So I blossomed, basically. So now I'm just loud. <laughs> No longer shy at all. Well, with that said, you know, you've also, you've been part of many different, I guess, I like to call them, you know, uh, occult television series. You know, the kind of things where they're passed down from, you know, television, I guess, generation to generation. You know, you flip through the channels, you see them. And I guess 227. Now that show, you know, it's going down, you know, part of TV history is one of the, you know, the great shows that everybody loves to watch and watch reruns and seasons. Um, Did it catch you off guard at how popular that show ended up being? Um, the thing about that is you're absolutely right. We did it, and, you know, you do something, and you just do it. That's what I do. But later on, when we were off the air, it got more popular, which is was a bit surprising, and still is. You know, I mean, people grew up with that show. You probably did. It's amazing. It's, I tell the twins all the time, I don't know what happened. <laughs> you know, it's like a blur. But, um, you know, you can't, you can't make that stuff up. And um, I'm looking at it now. I see why, because uh, kids could watch it and their parents could watch it as well. You know, sometimes you don't want to watch little kitty stuff with your kids, but everybody can sit and watch that and be happy. They weren't unhappy, you know, so that's the joy. Definitely. Now, when it came to, you know, shows like, uh, you know, like uh, 227 and Sister, Sister, I guess with Sister, Sister, everybody loves it. You're always flipping through the channels. I guess, how did you land that role? Was it basic casting call or uh, did producers and everybody have you in mind right from the start? No, no, it was an audition. Um it, it, uh, you know, I hate to say this, but when I went in, they didn't know either. I mean, but as soon as I opened my mouth, uh, the executive producer, Suzanne Pass and uh, Tim Reed, who was already cast, they were like, give it to her. You know, it was instant. 
So, you know, I kept getting, you know, good, good lucky parts. But I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to play a mother at that time. I was younger and, you know, much, much flyer, as I like to say. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'm not going to get any sexy roles if I have kids. Huh, was I a liar? <laughs> Who knew? Well, you know, with that too, you know, uh, you know, doing that kind of role, like you said, you were a lot younger, you know, didn't want to portray a mother on there. But, you know, at the same time, was it a role that you just kind of fell into, you know, where you kind of felt like you were looking over the, the twins on the show and things like that, you know, on camera, off camera, and just kind of felt that, that uh, I guess, that natural urge to look over them? No, no, I, don't, I didn't have an urge. <laughs> no, they have a great mother and a father, and they're very, very organized family, very, very close tight-knit family and very very religious you know so they they were def- definitely taking care of but they would not let me go that's what happened they just we just fell in love they're like little i don't know they're not my sisters nothing like that but they they're really so so close to me you know so i began to corrupt them <laughs> in a good way they became just like me so we are very close you know it's really a it wasn't you know it, it wasn't something i planned it just happened so I don't know if we fell into it, but I had met them when they were like uh, 11 or 12 to a friend of mine in New York. So I knew them. You know, uh, she had worked with them in a play, a play about twists, all the twists or something. So I, I knew them. So I, I watched them grow up, basically. You know, but uh, they just they just blossomed. They, and they're beautiful women now, beautiful, beautiful families. And it's really um, something I, I, I take credit for, yes. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Some of the credit anyway. Well, you know, in working on that show, it has a lot of memorable moments. Like you said, it's the kind of show where people can sit down as a family and they can enjoy it together. Um, Were there any kind of things, you know, uh, I guess uh, offset where the twins would try to get you every so often or try to do that, uh, pull a quick one on any of the cast if it wasn't just you um, and kind of pull pranks? Yeah, they did this to everybody. Everybody. They couldn't do it to me because one thing about I've learned about people, twins, whatever, you can look identically alike, but what you can't duplicate is a person's spirit and their feelings. So in talking to them, I knew who was who because they're two different girls. They really are, you know. If they don't open their mouths, you wouldn't know, but I know them so well. And their spirit, you know, the spirit doesn't lie. When you look in somebody's eyes, you know, it's almost like if you're doing a police lineup and people say, how could you know that was so-and-so? You know the way they walk, the way they talk. When you see somebody from far off, you know who that is. It's just a being, you know, I and mean, you know that being. But they definitely fooled a lot of people. A lot of the time, they loved it. <laughs> they loved doing that stuff. Well, you know, I guess, uh, you know, moving on, so many different things, too, you know, throughout your career, like I mentioned, you know, so many different uh, television shows and series and things like that. You know, you truly have been blessed with, you know, a lot that uh, people really love, and they're always in reruns and always showing uh, many different things. I guess, um, does it ever catch you off guard where, you know, you're sitting down, you're flipping through the channels, and there's a show you're on, there's a show you're on, there's a show you're on that they are still, uh, you know, hanging around many years later still, that people just really love these and seeing them in syndication? Yeah, but I don't watch myself. Well, most actors you find, it's just too uncomfortable and too critical of, of everything physical, things I didn't do that could have been funnier. So I don't stop at all. You don't, I, don't, I haven't even seen all of the 227s. I just, you know, I just do them because it, it just makes you um, second-guess yourself, you know, and you begin to do things. Now, I do study my comedy. That I do. But not my old stuff. I do new stuff, you know, to, to make sure it stays fresh and because if you get to looking at your old stuff, it's like, oh, oh, I was gorgeous. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't do that. I don't live in the past at all. 
at all. <laughs> I, I don't forget. I, yeah, but I, I just I just keep on moving. Yeah, I mean, that's all you can do. I mean, I feel the same way. I, I look back, uh, you know, 20 years, and now here I am, a father of four kids, and I'm like, wow, what happened? <laughs> right, and you have to move ahead for, you know, for your kids' sake, because you got to keep up with them, because they definitely are going to rule the world. You know that commercial <laughs> with the little boy, he says, I've been here for nine years, and I've never seen nothing like it in my life? And you can't laugh, because these kids know more techno- technologically than we ever did, and ever will. But that's what's happening, you know, so... I applaud it, you know. Definitely. Now, I guess, you know, going through, you know, so many different things in your resume, you've been part of so many different shows, and even currently with Girl Meets World, you know, you have uh, some parts on there as well. I guess, is family entertainment something that you enjoy doing, um, or is it just more of, uh, like many actors and actresses, where, you know, it's a job, it's something you want to do, or do you like having that, uh, that lasting impression of doing some family entertainment so it's open for everybody to enjoy? Yeah, I don't really, I didn't really think of it, um, so you, you know, you're saying it, um, but not necessarily family, but good parts, uh, something I can be proud of, something I'm not ashamed to do, you know, because I've done some, <laughs> some work, believe me, I don't want anybody to ever see it, I hope you never see it, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a working actor, I would really like to do a big dramatic part before, you know, I finish my, my career, whenever that is. Believe it or not, looking at Betty White sometimes, you know, it's like she says she went home and retired. She said she was home about three weeks, and she was like, oh, the hell with this. I'm still around. What's the point of staying home, you know? <laughs> so I think about that, but, you know, just, we just want to work. Actors, so you're right, we just want to work and be good at it. Because, you know, it feeds my spirit, feeds my soul. Well, you know, I guess, you know, with that, too, you know, like you said, it's work. It's what you got to do and, you know, be doing it as long as Betty White would be, you know, ideal. Now, I guess, you know, with that, too, you know, you've also, you know, you have a lot of achievements as well as as well as being the first African-American to win an Emmy Award for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series. I guess, you know, something like that and that kind of honor that, you know, that's something that is a feat. It's not you won it that year, things like that, you know, being the first is always going to be there in the history books. I guess, you know, when you receive that award and, um, you know, and uh, all the acknowledgement for it, uh, you know, did it really catch you off guard or was it humbling or I guess, uh, what were your initial feelings for that? Um, well, like any other person, you, some, you do something and you don't even know how great it is or, or how great an accomplishment it was, as a matter of fact. So years later is when it hit me how important, and now I understand it totally. You know, in other words, I just did it, and I went home and partied and forgot about it. I didn't think about it. You know, when you're young, you don't think, you just do. But later on, of course, I, I know the enormity of it and still do because uh, still there still hasn't been another Emmy awarded to another um, actress for that particular, you know, um, supporting actress in a comedy. It hasn't happened since, so I'm aware of it. But um, like Jackie Robbins used to say, I don't want to be the first. I, and I don't want to be the last, you know, it just be, it should be more often. But, um, you know, that's the way sometimes life is for whatever reason. So um, I hold it. It's not humbling. It's, it's more like uh, you go, ooh, it's a responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a responsibility. 
that I fully take on. I'm not afraid of that at all. Now, I guess moving forward, you know, you were talking about studying your comedy and then, you know, like I said, been part of so many different things from film, television, whatnot. Do you like working in one medium more than the other, you know, whether that's comedy or, you know, the difference between television and film? Or is there one medium you like working in a little bit more? You know, television's a little more fast paced, quicker, you know, than being on set with film? Or do you prefer one or the other? No, I like TV and film equally. Uh, you know, TV, you can have a life, more of a life, because you, you get certain hours, you know, like they call them banker's hours. You work maybe from 9 to 3 and you're done. And then you you tape it, film it, and you're gone. With a movie, it may take 12, 13 hours a day for a long time, you know, and 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 be more taxing to your, your personal life. But I like attacking them both, and I love theater, too. Theater, um, I just don't want to do right now because it's eight shows a week, and I'm like... I don't think I want to go to bed every night at the same time because <laughs> it's great discipline in the theater. You have to, you have to definitely be physically, um, you know, and you vocally everything. Because you know, I sing too and dance and all of that. So, <clears throat> you know, I'm a little wary of it. But if I had my druthers, I would just prefer them to offer me TV roles forever. <laughs> and movies yeah just give them to me well i guess you know with that too you know you know going out and about you have you know distinctive style and look and sound and you know many people you know including our listeners who watched things like girl meets world or 227 or sister sister or your films um is it the kind of thing where you know you go out and just somebody approaches you and they recognize you and they recall something that is just specific. Like I remember in sister, sister, you know, that, that episode helped me through this or, um, you know, I was watching two, two, seven and it motivated me. Do you ever get stopped on the street from people who just recognize you and just love your characters? Oh, Oh yeah. I definitely get stopped on the street a lot and, um, uh, everywhere I go. And I don't mind if I have the time, you know, um, but you can't do everything for everybody, you know. I wanted to maybe hold some classes or lectures or whatever just to to help people because I know it really does enlighten enlighten people, especially if they're looking, you know, for for a, a career or in acting. So I would like to do that, but sometimes I'm just not aware of what they're talking about because I've done so many hours of television, you can't remember it all. But, you know, certain things I definitely will never forget that I've done, you know, and I laugh sometimes to myself you know there are, i was watching charlie chaplin this morning a little tramp and that movie is so funny <laughs> you know and you wonder <laughs> why because he was just so good i mean so 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 that's what i try to do i try to be so great that you never forget it i may forget it but you won't <laughs> well you know we know it's your birthday we don't want to keep you too long but i guess you know do you have anything out there right now or anything on the horizon that you can let us in on or are we just going to have to keep our eyes and ears open oh well i've been doing this show called the first family with byron allen and we've done about maybe 25 shows and we've got a lot more to do so look for that it's called the first family so uh and uh I should be in Girl Meets World a little bit more, so I'll find it out, you know, and, and there's a couple other things pending, but I don't know if I can, you know, talk about them now. <laughs> you know, I haven't, I haven't asked the powers that be, if you know what I mean, but life is good. I'm trying to just keep it going and um, try to stay positive. That's my whole, my whole motivation, just try to stay positive and help people out as much as I can, but don't be a fool. That's what I tell my son. He's 20. <laughs> Frank. <laughs> you know that anywhere, New York, anywhere. Yeah. 
Definitely. You know, for all of your fans out there, we want to thank you once again for stopping in, spending the time with us, especially on your birthday. And, uh, you know, just, you know, taking that little walk down memory lane. Like you said, if you did it great enough, all the listeners tuning in may remember specific episodes, things, everything that you've been in. Even if you can't recall doing it from doing so many, you have touched many of their lives. And thank you once again for stopping in. Thank you. Bye-bye. Nothing complicated about the way we live. We're all here for each other, happy to give. Proud of who we are, humble beneath the stars. We've everything we need, the moon, the sun.
Well, this is awkward. The Muppets in theaters this Thanksgiving. Rated PG. My siestas are getting shorter and shorter. Identification. EC82. Happy holidays and welcome back down here to the vault. It is I, Jason, and welcome once again. My apologies for being so late to the game. Last time it was cleaning up the vault, this time, well, reorganization. Trying to look over everything that's been coming in and out of this fine place we call the Disney Vault. I can't believe 2015 is just around the corner and the beautiful, beautiful Blu-rays that are on the way, I can't wait to explain them to you. But why talk about the future when we can talk about the past? Or wait, it kind of revolves around everything we're going to talk about today that I'm going to give to you. Right now, Jack A is here in the Disney On Demand studios. Unbelievable. Jack A, I can't believe it personal favorite of mine, a favorite staple on Saturday evenings, well, back in the day. But you can always see Jack A. Where, you say? Well, Girl Meets World now has a new star. Well, quite a few old stars, but new star as well with Jack A. This isn't Jack A's first trip in the Disney Studios. Oh no, it's not. That's why I'm going to bring a fun-filled family comedy to you that was a little bit of future, a little bit of past, and it's always So Raven. That's right, I'm gonna bring back that So Raven, which actually doesn't have all of their seasons on Blu-ray, but you can pick up a number of best of compilations or, well, I would say the better episodes that may highlight a certain topic or theme. But to get an idea, let's discuss that So Raven and the work in which many celebrity guests have appeared on the show. That's So Raven premiered on January 17th, 2003 on the Disney Channel, adding to yet another fabulous family-oriented sitcom to the channel. It starred raven Simone as a quirky yet fun-loving, I would call her savant, I guess you could say, because with her ingenuity in fashion, her intelligence, and her small psychic ability gave her the distinct advantage of being able to take glances into the future to help propel her forward. Of course, Raven would not be complete without her best friends, Eddie and Chelsea, along with her family, Corey and Kyle. Within the five seasons that lasted from 2003 to 2007, this was actually one of the first shows to help the Disney Channel spawn off a spin-off series that being Cory in the house. So once again, Disney Synergy working its fine magic, giving us, again, another wonderful family sitcom that is so hard to find nowadays. Well, except if you're watching Girl Meets World, and all of you should be. Jack A did make one appearance in season five, which was the final season, but yet at the same time, many guest celebrities have been doing the same thing from Cindy Lauper, Kathy Lee Gifford, and even one of my personal favorites, Paul Abdul. So, do yourself a favor. Stream it, find it, watch it, but make sure you find a way to at least get a little raven in your life. 
you will be surprised how much you'll laugh and how much you'll enjoy this really fun early 2000s sitcom from the Disney Channel. Well, there's not much actually here for me to file away, but I will be back next week with something brand new for you down here in the vault. I hope you enjoy all of your holiday festivities as we gear up towards the end of the year holiday season. And so until then, put your fluffy slippers on, pop up on the couch, pop in a DVD or Blu-ray, and remember the magic of Disney movies is always inside of you. This is quite nice. I never expected that. I guess that's what Thanksgiving is really all about. Not expecting things, but just being thankful for what is. You're right, Leonard. And I thank you for that. The blessing, Leonard? Tis the gift to be simple. Tis the gift to be free. Tis the gift to come in off the cold limolene. When the rain doth chill, our spirits don't sing. We eat at some point. We have a little We live to bob another day. I throw all my allergy pills away. We're here and we're family. Let us all be thankful for that. And gravy. We're here and we're family. Let us all be thankful for that. And gravy. Hi, this is Cal David, the voice of Sunny Eclipse, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. Hey D-Heads, Paige here with an all-new Magical Music Review. We're coming up on the end of November, which means next time we meet we'll start with the Christmas side of my Disney Music Library, but this week we're going to take a look at the most recent release from the Legacy Collection. I've been very excited for this one. It's the first of the two releases of Alan Menken Scores, my favorite composer. And this week is his first Disney project with a late songwriting partner, Howard Ashman. This week we're looking at none other than The Little Mermaid, who turned 25 just these couple weeks ago. Howard was approached by Disney to come work on a new film, and he asked for an animated film. He was offered three projects, an adaptation of the Tina Turner autobiography which became What's Love Got to Do With It, a live-action Thief of Baghdad, which became his final project with Disney in Aladdin, and The Little Mermaid. You all know which one he chose, and he brought Alan with him from New York. They shaped the film with their music, and Howard was able to show the animators how theater and animation related with each other, selling the idea of a musical to the crew. Now, on with the music. As with our previous Legacy Collection releases, we have demos and previously unreleased score galore. And what's special about these demos? They are entirely sung and played by Howard and Alan. Now let's head off to the bottomless blue and enjoy the music from the Legacy Collection, The Little Mermaid. To start, let's meet Ariel. Ariel receives her own introduction in the score. Starting with lone trumpets, low brass, and percussion in the first two seconds, we go to a cutoff before returning with bells, other mallet instruments, violins, and a few woodwind spots. The first two seconds would represent King Triton's frustration at his missing daughter and then we come to the melody that plays behind the main titles. An air of mystery comes into the mix about 30 seconds in. If you know the film, that means we've come up to the sunken ship. Through the rest of the piece, it trades between the lighter instruments and the lower voices, which represents Ariel's adventurous and curious spirit and Founder's anxiety. 
With about a minute left in the piece, we then feel the energy being portrayed by low and high brass and percussion, with flutes and violins in the back as the shark chases Ariel and Flounder through the ship. The ending returns briefly with the main title melody. I don't know about you, but I can easily picture this scene. Close your eyes and listen. One of my favorite parts in the score is the fireworks and the jig, so of course I jumped on the piano demo. This track is played by Alan Menken. This track is easily recognizable as the final score, which you can currently hear now. The beauty with Alan's playing is that he puts the accents and dynamics in. It's interesting to listen to. The opening section for the fireworks has the same sense of magic and excitement to it as the full orchestration. The section for the jig almost sounds as if it belongs in the saloon with the style it's played in. In general, the piano demo is slower in tempo than the final cut, but still enjoyable. A synthesizer is introduced to represent what would be played in the final version by a flute. Take a listen and enjoy Alan's performance.
almost every Disney princess has what Howard called the I Wish song, but did you know that Ariel's was almost taken away from her? During an initial screening, there wasn't a whole lot of reaction from the child-filled audience during the scene. The animators Howard and Allen tried to chalk it up to the scene not being completely in color, but then-chairman of the Walt Disney Studios Jeffrey Katzenberg didn't buy it. He was prepared to cut the whole number until Glenn Keane, Ariel's animator, fought for it. He brought up the point that if her song was lost, the audience would have no connection with the character's hopes and dreams, and thus part of your world was saved. Howard worked one-on-one with Jodie Benson, the voice of Ariel, during her recording sessions. Everyone knows Ariel's song. We fall in love with our beautiful mermaid and begin to root for her. Now take a listen to Howard sing. He puts just as much soul into his performance as Jody. With Alan on piano and a few synthesizers, it's a sweet and simple song. Take a listen and enjoy. Maybe he's right. Maybe there is something the matter with me. I just don't see how a world that can make such wonderful things can be bad. Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? Wouldn't you think my collection's complete? Wouldn't you think I'm the girl, the girl who has everything? Look at this troll, treasures untold. How many wonders can one cavern hold? Looking around here, you'd think, sure, she's got everything. I got gadgets and gizmos aplenty. I got who's-its and what's-its galore. You want thingamabobs? I got 20. But who cares? No big deal. I want more. I want to be where the people are. I want to see, want to see them dancing, walking around on those... What do you call them? Oh, feet. Flipping your fins, you don't get too far. Legs are required for jumping, dancing, strolling along down a... What's that word again? Street. Up where they walk, up where they run, up where they stay all day in the sun. Wandering free, wish I could What would I give if I could live out of these waters? What would I pay to spend a day warm on the sand? Betcha on land they understand that they don't reprimand their daughters. Right, young women, sick of swimming, ready to stand.
Well, that's all the time I have for this week. Now it's time for me to start getting ready for Thanksgiving travels. I hope you all have enjoyed the music. Have a great rest of your week, D-Heads, and have a very happy Thanksgiving. Until next time, see ya! Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. See? Wow! It's Disney On Demand. Dibs! Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. Okay, I'm convinced. And a little disgusted. All right, all VG heads, so I am back once again. I hope you enjoyed this week's show. Thank you, Paige, for stopping in with a magical music review, and Jason with The Vault, as well as our very special guest here this week, the one and only Jack A. Harry. Thanks for stopping in here and sharing all the different things from your career, the highlights, and all the great things. I mean, you are part of television history. You are part of just many people's lives throughout watching television and movies and more, and I am excited to see more of you on Girl Meets World and many upcoming projects. So thank you, Jack A., once again for stopping in. So all VD heads, before I let you go and enjoy the rest of your Thanksgiving with your friends, your family, and all of those that you're truly thankful for, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news blogs, and more, including our Lifetime of Disney player, right there on the official website at DizRadio.com. D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can also friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash John Diz. That's J-O-N-D-I-Z. And you can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, and more. Just search Disney Blue, B-L-U, or Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio. And remember, you can subscribe to get the latest shows in iTunes and Stitcher Radio and get the latest shows delivered right to your mobile device, your iPad, your Android, and more. Just subscribe in iTunes and Stitcher Radio. So all of you D-heads, as we're about to let you go, I do want to thank all of you. Because it is Thanksgiving, you are the reason we come back every week. You are the reason that we do this show, and we truly are thankful for all of you, the D-heads. You are the reason we do this show, and I am glad to call you my extended family. So all of you D-heads, as we gear up next week for show number 92, I'm going to let you go. Spend that time with your friends, your family, and your loved ones. Remember to just take that time and just think about everything you are thankful for in your life. And as I always say, it holds more true now than ever, especially being Thanksgiving. Never neglect family for business. So all of you D-heads, enjoy the holiday weekend, and I will see you next week. Happy Thanksgiving. Well, we've just about reached the end of our day down here on the old homestead. And as the sun sinks slowly in the west, the entire family gathers around the traditional table for a great feast. And we say thank you to our very special guest, our ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Arlo Guthrie. Yeah! Uh, well, thank you, Kermit. You know, I've had a wonderful time, but can we uh, carve the turkey now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Maybe. No turkey, but... Uh, oh. What are we going to have? Well, well, I'm certain that the Swedish chef has cooked up something for us, right, chef? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's vitamin pills. Adios. Well, that's Spanish. I know, I don't speak French. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.